Father, we thank you for the anointing. Thank you, Lord God, that as I make sounds, you make sense. Lord, I, I'm asking you to anoint these lips of clay. Somebody needs a word from you. Somebody needs to hear your voice. Somebody needs to hear the voice behind my voice. Somebody needs a breakthrough. But I thank you, Lord, that you will flow profusely through this meeting and through this streaming. Bless your people and strengthen them this morning. We give you all the praise. Thank you for the gift of faith that will rise up within us. We praise and bless you for this in Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to God. Luke chapter 4 and verse 14. If you can bring up, I wanted to give a bit of a demonstration this morning to help bring some understanding to this generation. It's what God put in my spirit this morning. I'm trusting that it is, it is not perfected, but it is something that you can actually understand somewhat and help you bring the message through as in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Luke chapter 4 and verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Then it went into a performance. You receive the power, he returns in the power, but the power gets you to go enter into a place of performance. He started and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. That tells you that the anointing, when it comes upon you, it, if you have the power, it must turn into a performance. So if I am anointed and I am called to be a pastor or an apostle, it must convert into some power for the world to see. If I am a businessman, I cannot claim to be a businessman and it not turn into a performance. And there is something that we must understand. It is the performance of God's word. That's why when the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, the, the angel said, you're going you're gonna to carry the son. She says, how can it be? I've never been with a man. He said, there will be a performance of my word. There must be a performance. If you're walking in the power, your fast is done, there must be something different. Somebody say amen. So don't get carried away with tongues. Lay hold of the power. People are saying, no, don't pray in tongues. The tongues is from the devil. The devil will tell you that because he doesn't want you to walk in the power. After you get born again, you're entitled to the Holy Spirit, which produces in you an anointing for exploits. So it means that I am going to find an answer for every situation, every problem that I come up against, because I am anointed. Somebody shout amen. So, what rust is to steal, the anointing is to yokes. Come on, somebody. I believe that the anointing of God upon your life, any problem that comes up in your life, when you lay a hold of that, it's like rust coming on to steel. And you know the end result about that. You can't make it up again. Once rust has hit the steel, it disintegrates. I thought you'd be excited about that. Anything that is a burden in your life, that's what the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God is. It must be removed. Anything that is a burden in your life, come on somebody. Ladies, you got, you got that guy harassing you and he's a burden in your life? If you got the anointing, it will remove him. I'm just kidding. Calm down. Calm down. The, the anointing, please write this down. When you are returning in the power, the anointing gets its strength through use. If you don't use it, you lose it. So if you're not laying hands on the sick, if you're not believing with others that have, uh, you know, COVID or any other challenge, the, the, the challenge for the sons is that, you know, you've got to go and lay your hands onto the problem. You've got to go and, and look Goliath in the eye and say, your head's coming off. What are you doing? You are using the anointing of God upon your life. So David could have been anointed 
and Goliath could have been screaming all the time and there's no results because whatever anointing you don't use, you lose. So David has to put, he's got the anointing on him, but he's able to deal with Goliath. Put this down. The power of God gets stronger the more you use it. So don't, don't, don't believe the lie that nothing happened in the last 21 days. Don't believe the lie that the problem is still there. God just called you to push and use your faith against it. I saw Pastor Graham yesterday and I started speaking to him and I could feel that the burden had lifted. He's been without transport for a couple of months, but I, I, I refused to get involved. What is, what, is, what is God saying? Pastor Graham, use your faith against this thing. And what took you three months before is going to take you three days now. Because that's the way the anointing works. If I use it, hallelujah, I've pushed against this thing. One thing came back. But when I stand again with the anointing, it's going to break the yoke. Come on, Pastor Graham. You're going to be able to call in another car. Three days time. This one came. Now I got two in my house. Come on, somebody. What did I do? I used the anointing. And if anybody can hear me this morning, hallelujah, I feel the power of God in this place, sir. You thought that there's nothing happening when you put out that contract you thought that nothing was working when I only had seven children in the four change foundation what was I doing I was using the anointing against this problem we were building things in the last seven years we were establishing the kingdom we were using our faith when we came out with the with the land and we started trusting God for this land hallelujah seven years you pushing against the problem I am telling you now the second land is going to take seven months uh, and it will be debt free. I need somebody to begin to hear me what the Lord is saying. I didn't mean to preach that hard. It's only 9.30 in the morning but I just wanted a word for somebody because God gave me a word. I'm driving. I said Lord you normally give me a word for every month. Uh, you must decree, decree and declare your month. Uh, so that as I'm driving I can't drive so clear. I can't see so much anymore. There's so much fog and the Lord said, that is your word. The fog will come and rest upon you in February. The fog will be heavy. What is the fog? It is the favor of God. Is somebody going to receive that word this morning? There's going to be heavy fog over my family. There's going to be heavy fog on my path. The Lord says, don't you worry about a thing. It doesn't matter if you don't see what's happening. As long as you are in the fog, as long as you're following the fog, if you follow the fog, I am telling you the favor of God will surround you like a shield. I want to pronounce that now even before February begins. The fog will be heavy in the month of February. Doors will open to you that no man can shut. They said no last month. They must say yes this month. It's called favor. Somebody shout, I have the favor of the Lord. Hallelujah. I have favor. I pushed in the month of January. Here's the fog. Here, came the, here comes the rain. Here comes the anointing. I am favored of the Lord. The fog is going to be heavy in February. And somebody shouted. Woo! You guys are going to be preaching hard this morning already. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So here's what I want you to see this morning. You have the world. Now I want you to see Psalm 24. I want you to think about this. The earth is the Lord's. All its fullness, the world, and all those who dwell in it. So, this is the earth. You can see America. Can you see it? you quiet. Are you people of faith? Can you see China? Hallelujah. That's the world. So the earth is the Lord's. The world are the systems. And all those that dwell in it. There is a world that has been framed by the devil himself. He's the prince. And there are people in it. This world that God created for us. I want to show you the difference. 
Have a look at Joel chapter 2, verse 28. So the people in this world, that's the dirt. You were made from dirt. Inside of you is all the potential to live a life of victory. Inside of you is an answer to every problem you could ever face. Inside of you is the gifting that you need. Nobody is broke. Nobody is, is, is without a gift. No, no one is, 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 is unimportant. Everybody was sent here for a reason. That's the dirt. The water, in Joel chapter 2 verse 28, it shall come to pass after that I'll pour out my spirit. I didn't want to go through all the process, but the water got poured in here. That's the pouring of the Holy Ghost. It shall come to pass after that I will pour out my spirit in all flesh. Then he makes a distinction. He says, your sons, not the world. He says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Also, my men servants, my maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. So please hear me. The Holy Spirit came 2,000 years ago and was already poured out on all flesh, saved and unsaved. Poured on us, poured on them. So what you're sitting with is the Holy Spirit hovering over people's lives. That's Genesis chapter 1. Wherever there's chaos, wherever there's darkness, the Holy Spirit's hovering over and around that. And it's hovering over the people that have got great potential, that have got great destinies. He's hovering over your confused state. He is hovering over your home that says we're going to divorce in this house. He's hovering over a COVID bed this morning. What is the difference between those who get it and those who don't? Because we're in a world and not everybody's getting it. You're asking really good questions this morning. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 11. Verse 1. The seven spirits of God hovering. The people in a mess. The people in chaos. Darkness upon the earth. Isaiah says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Did you see the word rod is in capital R? It's a capital R. Because you're speaking about God himself, Jesus, the word of God. I'm trying to make this plain this morning, before I start to preach. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch, capital B, shall grow out of its roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And the, the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge anymore by the sight of his eyes, that means natural eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his natural ears. So he says, with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and so forth. So he's moving on a whole different level. That's what it means. So the word of God, even though the Holy Spirit is here, the only thing that makes us walk with power and return in power, the Holy Spirit is here, but you and I need the rod, the stirrer. What is the stirrer? It's the word of God. So anytime anybody who comes to Kingdom Life Embassy, because the power of the Holy Ghost is here and the word of God is here, stirring here, you get your healing. Anybody 
that has been, that comes and walks through these doors and is connected to Kingdom Life Embassy. Now I'm telling you there are many other churches that are doing tremendous things. I am not talking about that. I'm talking about Kingdom Life Embassy and what we believe in this church. Because I believe that even though you were ordinary and you were broke and you were born broke, when you come into the presence of Almighty God and we begin to stir the Word of God, multimillionaires are sitting in our midst right now. They know how to make money. Where did it come from? It never came by the seeing of our natural eyes and ears. It came because we discovered when you stir the Word of God in an environment, ordinary people turn into extraordinary people. I'm seeing people that didn't know who they are, what they can do. You put them in the environment. The Holy Ghost has been waiting for the Word of God and someone's going to get their healing just because you're listening to me this morning. Is there anybody going to get excited for the Word of God? Because oh, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. If you are lost, go back to the beginning. Because then you can stir your life again. Your ordinary life will turn into something extraordinary. I am telling you, the Bible says when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, he turned into another man. Do you hear me this morning? You are no ordinary person. The things on the inside of you, you are so anointed. I need to hear let a businessman or woman hear me this morning. There's something on the inside of you. All we did was fast and pray. All we did was say, Lord... We're going to stir this thing up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can ever ask, think or imagine according to the power that is working within you. Come on somebody, shout I am anointed. I am returning in the power. I know which way to go. I know what to do. This is no ordinary life. I am walking with the anointing. Somebody shout amen. Everything, all God has to do in the earth. Can you see why someone can get saved? And why the Holy Ghost can meet someone in the deepest of mess? Because all they have to do is hear the word. Because the Holy Spirit's there. He's hovering. He's waiting for somebody. That's for somebody to get saved. What about you being born again? How much power is inside of you? How much potential is inside of you? What kind of mind do you have? What is this thing that we find treasure in earthen vessels? What kind of, what, what is man that your mind is so full of him? Uh, just type, someone needs to put, it, put this out there, say, stick with the word. You cannot fail. Someone will get that. Hallelujah. You must allow the word of God to seep into your life. Seep into your thinking. You must allow the word of God to produce inside of you everything that you need to become. What I could not become what God has called me to be while I was in the world. Because even though the Holy Spirit was there, my real potential could not manifest until I got into the word of God and into the presence of God and God stirred it up. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So this morning, I want, you to, I want us to go and understand the power of God's word and what the anointing can do for you. No child of God should be a liability or struggling to survive. I want to say it again. Because that which is born of God overcomes this world. No child of God should be a, a liability. You were a liability when you were in the world. When you came into the kingdom of God, when you translated, you are no longer a liability. You are no longer a problem, but a problem solver. You can put your hands to the rust, uh, to, to, to any steel, and this anointing that's on your life will turn that thing into dust. Hallelujah. Because God created you for triumph and not for troubles. You should be an asset to your generation. And I want to prophesy that over somebody. You are coming into a brand new level of solving problems. 
But to become this, you need the anointing. You need God's power upon your life. The divine provision for triumphant living is the anointing. You were never made for defeat. You were made for dominion and for victory. So God has provided for you to live a victorious life and that power is called the anointing. When you're fasting and praying, you're not getting more of God. God's getting more of you. You're giving more of yourself. You're saying, God, let your thinking come. Let the Holy Spirit fall. Let the Word of God, let me understand Jesus, who is the Word of God. So my life is no longer ordinary. You know, this, if it was coffee, this is where you go and taste and see that the Lord is good. Because the anointing removes strains. The anointing eradicates stress and it refreshes you. The anointing will make you a man and a woman of exploits in whatever field you are in. There is no substitute for the anointing. You understand why we fast and pray? There is no substitute. Because the anointing, anytime you don't have the anointing, it signals the presence of frustration. So if you're frustrated in your money, your marriage, your hold back and say, Lord, I need a fresh anointing. Let me deal with this thing through the anointing because I was made for exploits. How can this thing stay here for six months in my life? How can you arrest me for such a long time? Real spiritual insight will always command exploits. Let me write this out. Every exploit can be traced back to someone who came under the influence or under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. All the way throughout the Bible. Someone got anointed and God was able to deal with the devil. Jesus needed the same power to heal the sick and to raise the dead and to cast out devils. That's Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. If God can anoint Jesus of Nazareth, surely he can anoint Dr. Max from Randburg. And anybody anywhere across the globe, come on, put your name in there. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. It was about the power, child of God. It was about the power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. It will give you an unction to function. 1 John 2.20 You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Isaiah 11 verse 2, it will quicken your understanding. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. Romans 8 11, when the anointing comes upon you, it will quicken your mortal body. Your body begins to respond. Your physical body, where disease has got to break from your life. That's how powerful the anointing is. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. That's called the anointing. And anytime you have the anointing upon you, you'll walk into a COVID place and turn it into a COVID-free zone. Can somebody shout amen? amen? Hallelujah. It will give you an understanding. 1 John 2, 27. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. It's already, when you got born again, there's an anointing that's in you. It abides in you. And you do not need that someone, anyone teach you. It doesn't say you don't have teachers. It's that the Holy Spirit is your teacher. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is not a preacher? He said, I'll give you a teacher. He can teach you how to make money. He can teach you how to be a great husband. He can teach you to be a great wife. He can teach you how to run a ministry. Ask me. Because he's your teacher. But as the same anointing teaches you, can teach you anything, if that's your field. I don't care, Ruth, whether you're Moabitess, and you come and you find out that there is a field. And Naomi tells you, go and work in that field, and go and lay, that's, Naomi represents the Holy Ghost. Now don't go and glean in another field, go in this field. She knows nothing except the anointing 
is guiding her because he teaches you to profit and he leads you by the way that you should go. That you can get a teaching from the Holy Ghost in the middle of the night and tell you what to do. Some nights, there's nights when the enemy is harassing me. I don't know what I'm going to be teaching on. And the Holy Lord says to me, just get out there and take the mic and I'll teach through you. So anything you didn't understand came from me. Everything you do understand came from the, comes from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but as the same anointing teaches you, can teach you how to be a great mother. Can teach you concerning all things. The same anointing teaches you concerning all things. I need somebody to shout all things. When you walk into a business meeting this week, you're going to know the outcome of that meeting before you go in there. You will know who's on your team and who's not on your team. When you walk and you begin to work with people, the Holy Ghost will tell you that person must go. And it is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, it will abide in you. Do you understand who you really are? Do you really understand what's on the inside of you? Do you really understand? You know, it's so amazing how people would pay thousands of rands to go and listen for somebody's mind, what they think. Spend, don't tithe, don't honor God, can't pay, no, no food for the family, but I spend 10,000 to go and listen to this man for, 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 for half an hour to listen what's in his mind. Yet the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. And it's for free. That you can know all things. Because grace gives you access. It opens up God's mind to you. You have the potential to receive from God. You have the ability to ask, knock, and receive. How many people are really asking God for his intelligence? Because the spirit of wisdom... Understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, the fear of the Lord, prophetic insight. <laughs> it's in you. The power of God in you. You're not like the world. How can the world say that they have a problem and you don't have an answer? You're going to ask me about Daniel. Everybody, they were going to kill everybody. Daniel says, hold up. I'm going to go and ask my God. And he went and he stirred it up with God. And they came, when he came out, they said, but there's the spirit of God inside of this man. There's no one like him. They promoted him because of the answers that came out of him stirring the spirit of God. Someone needs to hear me. They don't promote you because you're born again. They promote you because you bring an answer to the table. Because you're a problem solver. You are not supposed to be a liability. Everything about your life must bring God praise and glory because you've got access. You dirt, but you got mixed with something else called the supernatural. When God's super came on your natural, you became supernatural. Come on, somebody. We should be coming out with strategies for business, for the economics, for government, for education. Why? We are not of this world. We don't come from, we don't have the spirit of this world. We know about the things that are freely given to us. We are not paying the same prices as the world. I need somebody to shout a good amen. amen. Not for your house, not for your car. I am telling you, watch what's coming in the future. In times of crisis, assets move from those who are in fear to those who are in faith. Is there anybody in faith this morning that's going to give God a good shout and an amen? You see, the anointing comes on human flesh to do what only God can do. If you can do it, you don't need God. Because no flesh, 1 Corinthians 1.26, no flesh can boast in his presence. 1 Samuel 2 verse 9, by strength no man shall prevail. Hallelujah. The anointing always in the Old Testament, it came upon them and they did exploits. But a New Testament believer, the anointing for a New Testament believer means it is not only on you, but living within you. That means 
When somebody who's anointed walks into your, your presence, you can say, this person, it's something on them. But it can become so powerful. This is, it can become so powerful that you can lay hands on a handkerchief. And people can get, get healed because it can transfer. That's the anointing. But the power of God should, should be so strong on the inside of you that any germ, any virus that touches your body, it can quicken your mortal body and push out any virus and every germ. I am telling you, someone said, well, then, you know, if you, if, if, if you don't get sick, how are you going to die? Who says you must get sick to die? You... When you're done with your assignment, you go home. Why must it be stress? Why must it be painful? Why must it be COVID? Why must it be cancer to kill you? The devil is a liar. So who's this personality behind the anointing? He's the third person of the Trinity. He's the executor of the Father's will in the earth. I want to touch on that this morning. He's in charge of heaven's affairs in the earth. He empowers people for supernatural feats. He is the motivator, the energizer, and operator of every revealed plan of God. God's got a plan. You need the Holy Spirit to show you the plan. To empower you to walk in the plan. That's how Jesus did. Because how did he know? After 30 years of being a carpenter, now he goes and he's baptized, goes into the wilderness, fasts for 40 days, comes, returns in the power, and never goes and is a carpenter again. Someone's got to hear me. Because when, you're, when the anointing comes on you, your life changes and turns forever. I'm not going back to go and write software for companies anymore. Because the anointing of God upon my life is making me become, do exploits in the earth. Are you hearing me, Pastor Graham? Why God will bring you out of that company? You would never have let, him, let, him go of, let that company go. You are holding on so tight and yet there was nothing in it. And God has got to do things in your life to break you from certain places because when you fast and pray, you don't go back that way. You go in another direction because God's going to change your whole life around. I need somebody, I need to prophesy that over somebody this morning. You are not going back to the sheepfolds, David, because once you've killed Goliath, uh, the doors of the palace must open to you. New relationships must open to you. Debt-free living came to David. Come on, somebody. New relationships, hallelujah. What, it, what, it, what did the anointing do? It gave David access. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Because when he killed Goliath, uh, Jonathan, who is from the palace, uh, this is a type of Jesus. Uh, he gives his armor. He takes everything off and he arms, he, he empowers David in that moment. Uh, because poor people ain't going to help you. Listen to what I say. Poor people never get to a place. If, you, if all your buddies are poor, you are never going to get into a place of wealth. You need somebody who's wealthy, who can empower your next move. I am speaking to somebody this morning. There is an anointing coming. Come on, somebody. A kind innkeeper. Somebody say, Lord, let the fog fall on my home. Because with the fog on my, in my life, I know that you got kind innkeepers. Glory be to God. I am ahead of myself. Please be seated. Hallelujah. I, am, I put out on, on the stream, I've asked them this morning, if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, four simple things you need to understand. I'm putting it out there. Please check in the stream. Um, in fact, let me give it quickly for somebody that's, that's going to be listening by, via audio. Quickly. To receive, to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Number one, you must be born again. Acts 2 verse 38. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's Acts 2, 38. Somebody wants to know this. Point number two, know that it's for everyone. So first, you must be born again. Then secondly, it's for everyone. Acts 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's for everyone. It's not, no, I'm a Catholic. You're not a Catholic. You are born again believer and a son of a living God. What language are you going to speak in heaven? English. Does God speak English? It's called a heavenly language. Glory be to God. Here's point number three. 
Know that Jesus is the baptizer. You can get baptized in your home wherever you are right now. Matthew 3 verse 11. I indeed baptize you, John the Baptist said, with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. There should be fire in your life. Glory be to God. Point number four. Yes, the fourth step. Believe in him because faith is now. You can receive it right now. John 7, 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Faith is now. It will, you'll, pray, you'll break out in praying in tongues right now where you are across the globe. Point number five. Ask him. Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Luke eleven thirteen. So if you ask this morning and you say, Father, I need to be filled, and, and I'm telling you, Jesus is the baptizer. He will put His fire inside of you, and you will pray in tongues wherever you are. Father, we thank you. I trust you that the word is gone, that even as I preach the word of God, that the Holy Spirit is stirring in somebody right now, and that they will get, they will come on fire for you in Jesus' mighty name, and the whole church agreed and said amen and amen so let us begin to understand one of them this morning I am I'm preparing you I'm teeing you up for my next series my next series is called double protection it deals with wisdom and money I thought you'd get happy if I said money okay it's sex and money. Everybody wants it, but nobody wants us to preach about it. And I'm talking about wisdom and money. It's your double protection. Just calm down. The fast is over. Praise the Lord. I want you to see the power of something. I'm going to preach for the next 20 minutes. And I want you to hear me this morning. The Bible speaks about David. It says in the books, book of Acts, please find me that scripture. I need to find that scripture. That David, hallelujah. If you can help me with this one. I'm going to find it. Oh, here we go. Acts 13, 22. Acts 13, 22. It says, and when he had removed him, he raised up for them David. So he removes one king. And he brings David onto the scene as king, to whom also he has given testimony and said, I found David, the son of Jesse, you've heard that before, a man after my own heart, who will do all of my will. That, the man after my own heart, is also the man after my own mind. Because you can have a heart that's right towards God, but a mind that is far from God. How are you going to do the will of God? So for you to do the will of God, you must have the mind of God. This is where David said, because, you know, people speak about, you, you, got a, you had a heart for God, but, but David sinned. He wasn't perfect. He failed. He messed up. He had an affair. He had the husband killed, murdered. He had something that everybody never had that God could still say, this is a man after my own heart. It was after my own mind. Because David always wanted to know what was on God's mind. That tells me with the anointing, you can step into a realm and a, and a dimension where you have access to God's intelligence. Where you've got access to God's ability to think like God in every situation. It's got nothing to do with perfection or that you don't have any sin in your life. It's got to do with the fact that when David was confronted with sin, David could fall on his face because this was the heart of God. You know, there is something called, I mean, when you study your conscious and subconscious, your, when, when you look at somebody who's learning to drive, the, it's not a natural thing for you to do, so you've got to 
you, you, you're looking left and right and back and forth and they're all the different things you've got to do. And they're teaching you something. And so consciously, you've got to make decisions. When years go by, as for someone that's been around with this long, it's all subconscious because all of that, what you were taught, has dropped into a place that naturally you know when to break or to turn left or to stop. Or, you know, you, you know instinctively what to do because it's dropped into a place called your subconscious. That is called the heart of a man. Where the decisions come from a deeper place. When God says, I found a man after my own heart, it's as a man thinks in his heart. Deep down inside of him, his subconscious. It drops into a place of when I am confronted with a problem. You see, if, if you look at a lion, a lion doesn't decide, uh, should we go for the, this elephant or not? How big is the elephant? Should we? Oh, let's back off. Tell everybody to run away. No. The Bible says in, 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 in Proverbs chapter 29, I think it is, it says there's no beast like it, and it turns away at none. Because it's the very nature of the lion to move forward. It's like the word of God. You don't have to defend it. A lion is like the word of God. You don't have to defend the lion. Just set him loose. Just cut him loose. Because it's the very nature of the lion to move forward and advance and attack. It's instinctively inside of him. Now there's certain things happening with certain people. You know, when you get trained a certain way, for me, you, some people are getting nervous because I'm preaching this hard about ivermectin, ivermectin and, and speaking about governments. And, and, and Listen to me. I can tell you something about me being, in two months' time, 58 years old. I've been here a while. And I know what bondage smells like. And I know what bondage tastes like. And until you've walked in bondage, you can see when that demonic spirit walks in and tell all the nations, everybody must get a vaccination. I'm not going to stop preaching about it. Hear me today. Because if there is a cure for COVID, why would you need a vaccination? I'm not going to get off this topic. Because the lion inside of me got trained instinctively. I don't run from a problem. Inside of me, I get up and I say, I'm going to fight this thing. I come from sources, man. We come from gangsterism. You are, you, you, you're not going to go and turn your back on me while we're standing and fighting this devil. But I am telling you now, you might not fully understand it, but I come from apartheid. Some of you need to go back to the apartheid museum and see this is a different kind of bondage and different kind of slavery they want to put people in. Don't tell me I can't ask a question. All right. And then they said, well, let's just make sure pastor gets some money so he can go on holiday. I'll receive it. Thank you very much. But my point is, this, this is where David comes in. Psalms 119.15, I will meditate on your precepts and I'll contemplate your ways. What is precepts? A precept is the original idea. You know why David was so bold? Because he had God's precepts. What is a concept? A concept is a, an idea formed from, from human thinking. Somebody's idea that you should only get paid once a month. Who's stupid? Whose idea was that? It was somebody's concept. You can then get paid every day. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to clap their hands this morning and say, every day. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. God's got many ways to bless you. You don't need a job to bless you. I mean, go and work your gift and express it and, and go and labor. That's good. But that doesn't mean that's your, your source. That's a resource. Whose idea was that? And so the world is pushing ideas. When Jesus comes out of the wilderness and he begins to preach, he doesn't go back to being a carpenter because that wasn't God's idea. He's carrying the thought of the kingdom with him. And wherever he goes, he's implementing kingdom ideas. That's why the religious folk were mad at him. Because it's the same reason why when they heard him preach for the first time, read the scriptures, they took him up to Mount Precipice. I was there, high mountain. And they wanted to throw him down because what are they doing? Anybody has got an idea that is contrary to the idea of that, of that time would be thrown off 
Because you can kill that idea as long as it's in the person. But the moment that idea is let loose, even after their death, you can't kill that idea. So the kingdom of God for 2,000 years, the idea of the kingdom has been functioning in the earth. That's why we're all standing here. And the kingdom's not going to stop. Beyond your time and your children, you better make up your mind that the kingdom that he came to bring is what you are living for. Because anything else in the world is bondage. David walked with boldness. It wasn't because David was perfect. It was because David kept on going back to God's mind. Listen to Psalms 119.45. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. Anytime I come into God's original idea, what was God's original idea? The kingdom, not the religion. So anytime you come into God's original idea, you get boldness. You, you, you're not going to stop me. Because you, you're asking me to go and hide somewhere in some religious clan or some grouping and think that you're going to find safety. The devil is a liar. We're walking in liberty because of the kingdom of God. I need somebody to shout amen. Psalms 119 verse 100. I understand more than the ancients because of your precepts. Now let me say this. God never fires anyone because of a mistake. David lets you know that. He will never leave you behind because you did something wrong. And he will never judge you based on your past. God judges us on what we refuse to become. He judges us on the mismanagement of the giftings. You left it in the world somewhere. It's not in the kingdom. He judges us on the mismanagement of our gifts and anointing in us that we did not use. And the opportunities set before us as we refuse to, that we refuse to maximize. This is your moment, child of God. So much problems in the world. This is your moment. Because the more you afflict us, the more we grow. The punishment for not developing into your sonship is a lifetime of bondage. I hope somebody's hearing me. Because you can be saved and you got no word. And you don't understand the Holy Ghost. And you don't understand the power and how to walk in it. And the problems are sitting before you, but the solution is inside of you. David pursued the mind of God in every situation that he faced. It's called precepts. This is how Jesus walked in Acts chapter 6 verse 10. I see it, my time is moving. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. I'm teeing you up. I'm going to show you in the next couple of weeks that you cannot claim to have the wisdom of God inside of you and not have money in your hand. Because wisdom was there at the beginning. He says, I know where the gold is, I know where the silver is, I know everything. The Bible speaks about a man that delivered a whole city in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. A wise man came and he delivered the whole city. But the Bible says they despised his wisdom because he was poor. Your days of poverty are over in the name of Jesus. It's called a double defense. Can somebody shout amen? Now, let me, let me, let me deal with this and then we're going to wrap it up. And I'm asking God to break the limitation. The anointing of God upon your life must deal with anything that is harassing you. I am in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 25. I want you to see the importance of your mind this morning. I want to show you the importance of you having to understand the anointing of God and what it can do for your mind. On the next day, when he had departed, he took out two denarii, gave them, no guys, Luke chapter 10 first, verse 25, not 35. We're coming. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. With your mind and your neighbor as yourself. So he's a lawyer. So what is the lawyers looking for? Lawyers are always looking for loopholes. <laughs> and he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. Look at the lawyers. 
And I'm telling you, many people coming with justification around, you know, don't go in this direction because of this and, and, and. And it sounds really good, but that synthetic mind is being exposed. Don't come and tell me you love the people here and you care about the people, yet you're making laws that the people can't take ivermectin that is two rand each. Because you paid 200, now got 500 million that you put out there for your whole program. And now you bought, uh, you know, you bought into programs to make sure that everybody gets cards so that we can all travel based upon your rules. That's bondage. Don't come with your synthetic mind and tell us that you care about people. You're exposed, man. Those people are exposed. But he wanted to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? What was he doing? He was trying to find a loophole. That's what lawyers do. But love has got no loopholes. Do you hear me today? If you really love people, love has got no loopholes. You can't find a way out. Oh no, they're black. Oh no, they're white. Oh no, they're colored. No, they're Indian. No, it's a woman. No, it's the devil is a liar. Love has got no loopholes. And then Jesus answered and said, Well, you could not outfox him. Jesus was, I mean, the, what, what the mind. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest, when you look, when you look at every situation, church, please, man, don't look at the thing at face value anymore. You have the gift of discernment. You can't say, well, let's just all take a... I promise you, they said after two vaccinations, we're all going to be safe. There's no one telling us that we will not have masks after two. Social distancing after two. Schools going back after two vaccinations. Churches coming back. There is nobody claiming that. Please, man. I am fighting it. Yes, that's my fight. I've picked it up, and I know I don't fight everything, but I've picked up my fight. I know when I have to deal with Goliath. Listen to the priest. Now, by chance, a certain priest, look at the mind of why people do what they do. The priest came down that road because this is life's road. We must travel down here. But this certain man is traveling down there, and his mind took him down because your, your, your feet will always end up where your mind began. And anytime you, 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 you see people in a ditch, it's because their mind led them into a place. Now the priest comes down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. What's in your mind as a priest? To ignore the plight of people. Likewise, a Levite. What's a Levite? A Levite is, is, is a junior being trained by the priest. So what are you expecting to come from the religious sector? Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and did what? You do exactly what your mentors do. And passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. People that are not even born again looking at the sea and saying, but this is not right. So he went to him and he bandaged his wounds. Listen to the mind of the man. Pouring on oil and wine. My God, this man's got the best medical facilities. Why did the church not think about this? We're passing by, everybody else has got COVID. We should have had the money to build our own medical facilities. There's not enough a shout in this church. I am telling you now, I need to preach to people that are going to say, Lord, I know that I come from a place of nothing. But if you give me the anointing this morning, I am telling you, I will build the facilities. I will build the campus uh, because the church should have had the money, the oil. And so we can set it. Hallelujah. Set him on his own animal. Brought him to an inn and took care of him. Is the church hearing? I tell you why we can't do it. Not because we don't have any money. It's because we don't have the mind of God. I'm not talking about your heart for God. Because if you, you know, I, but I love the Lord. I just want to sit and pray here for somebody. Listen to me. The accurate thing to do is to have the money to build a facility to take care of the people. That's the mind of God. 
You want to be a, God, a man after God's own mind? That's the mind of God. That's where the anointing kicks in. It will make you a multimillionaire because he says, you know, look at the priest. He's not, he's, he hasn't even got a donkey. He's just walking. I can't help me. How am I going to help you? Sorry. Oh, I just pray that the Lord bless you with the COVID and just, you, you will be delivered. Amen, my brother. Amen. And you walk by. What rubbish. I am speaking to the church. You were supposed to have the latest donkey. Look, when I go to Mercedes-Benz and I buy a Mercedes-Benz, I bought the mind of what this man did to build this Mercedes. When you get a lift with me in my Mercedes and you come to my place and I feed you food and you stay by me, what are you doing? You are coming in on my mind and what it built. Because how can I afford a car like that? When you come and listen to me, what are you doing? You are riding on the, what's the donkey? The donkey is the mind of the man. It's your mind that takes you somewhere. This is a donkey. And so the reason why we studied and we had to go back to the books and after 10 years study a kingdom and understand it, what are you doing? When people come in and they're hopping online, you are, you are riding on my donkey, on my mind. He tells me I can train this donkey. You can train your mind and it can take you somewhere. You don't have to be broke. I'm speaking to the church because we just went and walked by the other side. I am speaking to the church that should have been the first that says, I know how to take care of you. In fact, not only do I have the money to go and make sure that you are taken care of, I have the best nurses. Uh, I can pay for the best doctors. Uh, I can make sure that the medical facilities is, is right. It says, listen to what it says, on the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend when I I come again, I will repay you. Is anybody hearing what the Lord is calling the church to do? You are supposed to be the one that says, I know a kind innkeeper. Somebody that can open up a door for someone else. Someone that can walk with the mind of Christ. This is kingdom understanding. Because if I've received the power, then surely I've got the money. Then surely I've got the wisdom. Surely I have the counsel of God. Surely I have the spirit of understanding. Surely I have the money. Surely I can go and walk into a place and say let's buy this piece of land let's build a facility why are we waiting he never ran to the government it's on the church so which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves and he said he who showed mercy on him then Jesus answered Jesus said to him go and do likewise that means this is kingdom. This is kingdom. Don't walk on the other side of the road. You want to know how this kingdom works? Walk right into trouble and fix it. What did we teach the church? Oh, just make sure that you keep the, 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 the preacher hungry. So Aram Susa Kerkmes, the devil is a liar. The money is coming from everywhere, north, south, east, and west. Because the anointing is converting this thing into a place. If I'm not walking the power, Jesus knew exactly where the money was in the fish's mouth. He knew how to pay the bills. He knew how to multiply the bread. Because anytime you take your little and you put your five loaves and two fish into the hands of Jesus, He has the mind to multiply the little that you put in your hand. When are you going to start taking your marriage and put it into the hand of Almighty God? When are you going to take your ministry and put it into the hand of the one who's got the right mind. Come on somebody. He knows how to multiply that money. He knows how to bring healing to your body. When are you going to take your broken life and put it in the hands of the one who's got the right mind? Because he brought in his mind so that we can live in it. And you have the grace and you have the anointing. He says now you have the mind of Christ. Oh glory be to God. Can somebody feel with me this morning? Because I'm 
I'm telling you, if you stand to your feet this morning and you lift your hands toward heaven and in your home right now and say, Lord, I need a fresh anointing upon this head. I want to walk with a fresh anointing because whatever comes upon my head, if there's oil upon my head, he anoints my head with oil. My cup will run over. My house will run over. Hallelujah. The glory of God will be seen upon my home and upon my family because of a fresh anointing. Look at the connection. It's what's going on in your head. It's the mind of Christ. When I bind my mind to the mind of Christ, God can send his thoughts into my mind. Depression got to break her when I have the mind of Christ light has got to come because the sons will prophesy the old men will have visions will, will dream dreams and the young men will have visions why? it's the mind of Christ from today lift your hands and say I am a man I am a woman, come on after God's own mind that's what they said about David. And he will do my will. You can't do the will of God with your mind. You need the mind of Christ. Bring the team up for me. Bring the team up. Glory be to God. I need somebody to hear the Lord this morning. There's somebody who is struggling right now. He's a God of awesome wonders. He's coming to touch your mind right now. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Your fight with your children is over. Your fight with family members is over. Because you have something they don't have. It's called the mind of Christ. You're walking in the power. You have an answer for your financial situation. God knows how to bring you out of that mess. It's called the mind of Christ. There is an animal that you must ride on. Everybody's got that animal. It's called the mind. And you can train your mind to think creatively and accurately. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. From today, I am announcing it in the heavenlies. That what is in your mind is going to convert into finances. Money is going to flow because of your mind. They're going to pay you well because of your mind. They pay Joseph because what was in his spirit could come to his mind with a strategy. And Joseph said, seven years of plenty is going to be, but seven years of famine's coming. Now build like this. And they said, Ooh. Is there anybody like this Joseph with the Spirit of God on the inside of him? I want you to begin to believe this morning. Not just born again. In my mind, I can think creatively. I can think the way God wants me to think. I can become fruitful in my mind because I am a man after God's own mind. If we think accurately, the solution is in the church. That is a man after God's own mind. He says, do this. You likewise do that. You want to love God with your mind? Then build the facilities. You want to love God with your mind? Take one company, turn it into two. You want to love God with your mind? Then be the one who's generous. That will take care of kingdom business. To preach good tidings to the poor. That's the mind of God. To walk in victory all the days of your life. To express His mind to the world. That's the solution. You're going to walk in power? then everything and everybody around you should be healed, delivered, taken care of. Even strangers. If they're lying by the side of the road, the mind of God says help them. Pray for them.
be there for them. Open a door for them. Pay for that bill. That's the mind of God. It's a generous mind. It's a, God, it's a mind who makes plans. Doesn't leave you and say, well, I did my part. He says, if there's any other bill, I pay for it. Let me know. And I'll take care of it. That's the mind of God. Don't tell me you're coming to church. Can God speak to your mind this morning and tell you to sow your seed, serve Him, come after Him? My 20 years, some odd years of journey with the Lord has brought me to this place. Because every season, I would ask God, am I running with you? Am I walking in tandem with you? I feel like I've been catching up my whole life just to catch up with what God wants done. But I want the mind of God. I don't just want to know the acts of God. I want to know His ways so I can walk with Him and talk with Him. If you're not saved, you're still stuck in a world. You must be born again. This message is for you. The Holy Spirit's hovering over your life right now. You must come into your destiny. Your gift, your purpose, your life found and makes sense in the kingdom. Ask me. The Holy Spirit's hovering. If you open up your mouth, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved. I pray that you'll do that right now. And the Holy Spirit will come and fill you and touch you. And you will know that you are saved. And then let us know. We will pray with you and help you develop your, your walk in God so you can become all that God has called you to be. I bless you. I bless this church. For anybody and all their giving, thank you for all the sons and daughters, faithful tithers that has made it possible for the kingdom work to continue. Thank you for sowing your seed. I'm asking the Lord to bless you. We're praying for you. The month of February, may the fog rest upon you heavily. May the hand of God be upon you as you take care of his business. That's the mind of God. You'll take care of yours. The kingdom's first. You'll take care of your business. You make sure his house is taken care of. You make sure there's meat in his house. He'll make sure your house is taken care of. That's the mind of God. Now don't act clever before the Lord and give him an excuse. You're taking the rod of his word and you're stirring it in your home. He says, a tither, the heavens are opened. I'm fruitful. I'm blessed. And I'm telling you, I've tithed for over 23 years. And God has never disappointed. You can do exactly the same. And the same stirring in my home will be the stirring in your home. And everybody else has been sowing and serving. The Lord bless you and keep you. Will you sow your seed this morning? The Lord bless you in your giving, your rising up, your sitting down. And that whatever you put your hands to, it will prosper. The month of February is here. The fog is all over you and the people are going to see it. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Can we go rejoicing this morning? Can we praise the Lord this morning? Let's go rejoicing. God bless you. Amen and amen.